I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Jennifer Sines, Chief Marketing Officer at Frito-Lay North America. Jennifer oversees brand marketing, innovation, design, strategic insights, and analytics across the Frito-Lay North America snack and convenient foods portfolio. This year, Jennifer was named a brand genius by Adweek. And on the show today, we talk a lot about the campaigns that she's been driving or been overseeing, such as the Spotted Cheetah, a restaurant in New York City that served Cheetos in various ingredients and formats. We also talk about their no-choice Doritos for the 2016 presidential election, which was driving voter registration through a partnership with Rock the Vote. And I get her suggestions on leadership and tips for marketers if they want to increase their brand building efforts. I hope you enjoy the show. Well, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. Well, so I love getting to know the person that I'm talking to a little deeper, and I think listeners do as well. So I was wondering if we could start off with this question, which is, what experience of your past do you think defines or makes up who you are today? Yeah, wow. So experience of the past. I think probably what defines people the most, at least in my opinion, is, gosh, how did you grow up? And for me, 
you know, my parents divorced when I was really young and I was raised by a single mom who was just an incredibly hard worker, had an amazing work ethic and really strong opinion about education as the most important thing. And that was something that from a value standpoint, she really instilled in me, making me curious, making sure that I was always seeking to better myself and make sure that I was contributing. So, you know, she created this product of someone, I think, who's creative in the world and also wanting to succeed, which it's probably really made me who I am. That's awesome. I have to admit, I'm also the product of a strong woman, mother, and a grandmother. So oh, that's great. Extremely strong lady, strong ladies in my life. You know, what fuels you? What drives you to do what you do every day? I think as a person, I'm very curious about the world. I, I want to understand what makes people tick and why things are the way that they are. So I think a strong sense of curiosity drives me and drives the kind of work that I enjoy doing. I also have a great sense of learning aptitude. So I want to learn more. So in addition to being curious, how do I learn about things and make myself better? And I think those are two qualities that really drive me personally. The third one is also, gosh, at the end of the day, I'm a pretty competitive person. I like to win. I think winning feels good. I putting those two things together and then wanting to be successful at things and really apply, not just wanting to learn for learning's sake, but actually to apply those things and be successful in the market is really what drives me. That's great. I'm not ashamed to admit that I like to win. (laughs) No, I like it. I like it. You don't walk around the office saying coffee's for closers, I hope, but... (laughs) don't. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the competitiveness. So tell us a little bit about your role at Frito-Lay. What all do you oversee? Yeah. So I have, I think, the greatest role in the world as CMO here at Frito-Lay. I oversee just the full portfolio of work that we do that's related to marketing, kind of the seed to shelf. So we think about the long-term strategy of our portfolio and all of our businesses. We make sure that we have oversight into all the communications planning and communications creation and all of the creative work that's done on the brands. Um, Also oversight into the innovation pipeline and all of our insights capability building. I also oversee design and analytics within the function. So it's a pretty meaty role when I talk through just the full spectrum of what sits underneath that in terms of capabilities. We also have an internal media desk and creative agency that sits within the marketing function. So lots to do around here. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. Well, I should say congratulations to you on being named 2017 a brand genius by Adweek. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's quite an honor. You know, what does being named a brand genius mean to you? Well, it was, trust me, it was a really humbling recognition to receive. And it it was a bit of a, a surprise, quite frankly. It was wonderful to be recognized. It was also something that, that told me that the work that my team is doing is really pushing the envelope. And I think at the end of the day, every great marketer and every great CMO really strives to do work that stands out and gets noticed because that's what will create long lasting relationships. It will create those bonds with consumers. And so it was a really nice recognition of the work that my team does to say that it is standing out. It is breaking through all of the clutter and noise in the market. Well, so the Brand Genius Award is really honoring the vision and creativity of driving the Frito-Lay brands. Tell me more about how you approach that. How are you driving the vision and creativity of those brands? 
Yeah, you know, there's a few values that we really try to bring out within our marketing and within those the connections. We work to make sure that the creative that we put in the world has some connection with consumers, that it shows that our brands care what they care about. As an example, you know, we did some work with Doritos back during the election cycle last year that was trying to raise awareness about voter registration. We called it Doritos No Choice. And you couldn't have been a brand during the election cycle last year that didn't engage with consumers to some degree about what was happening in the world. And for us, it's really important to put forth work that's timely and relevant and showing that we care what they care about, but also doing that in a pretty timeless way that's connected back to the brand. So that's one thing that we do. We also like to make sure that we're connecting to culture to some degree. At the end of the day, I don't think consumers actually respond to advertising. They really respond to culture and what they're talking about. So we try to take cues from culture in all of our programming that we do, listening to what people are talking to and then responding. I think a great example of that recently was with the spotted cheetah, which you might have seen. If you haven't, you should Google the spotted cheetah. It was a pop-up restaurant we did in New York on Cheetos. And it was really, it came from us listening to the chatter that was online of where chefs were really doing a lot of work creating recipes that involved Cheetos. And we wanted to be in on that. So we created the Spotted Cheetah. Well, so talk a little bit more about the Spotted Cheetah. It seems like developing earned media is a big component of your marketing effort or generating earned media. How, do you always go in with that approach? Uh, I'm just curious how that all plays out. It is something, if you just think about consumer behavior and how people are engaging in the world today, they're not stuck in front of a TV watching live TV. It's not that old model of mass media engagement that really works. So we have to figure out ways to really become a fabric of their lives. How do we tap in and make sure that we're sort of popping up in these very organic ways? So earned media is very much at the heart of how we develop our strategies. We want to make sure that there is this natural connection to the world in which we live and show them that our brands are really a fabric of the culture that they engage with. And Spotted Cheetah did that. It was actually the program that I got more comments on from friends and family. I know we've done a great job when my friends and family start talking to me about the programs we're doing in the world. And that's one that every nook and cranny of my personal network came out and said, oh, can we go to the Spotted Cheetah? Which was a really fun experience. So what were the results? I don't know if you have those handy, but you know, what was the results of the Spotted Cheetah? So the results were phenomenal. We got an incredible amount of earned media, over 4 billion um, total media impressions. We got incredible engagement from VIPs who literally just showed up at the restaurant. We didn't know that there was going to be so much excitement about it, but you know, people like Mariah Carey came bringing her kids, which that was just a really awesome experience. <laughs> and the restaurant sold out. We had three seatings in August during restaurant week, and they sold out pretty quickly. Within six hours, the entire reservation list was full. And we had a waiting list of over 8,000 people wanting to come Holy to the Spotted Cheetah, which is just an overwhelming... Exactly. That was our <laughs> response too. Like how many people would actually show up at a restaurant. We were worried that it was going to be empty and, and that we were going to have to get people from the office to go in and fill the seats. And here we are with a waiting list, 8,000 people long. So I think what's really amazing about 
the portfolio of brands and the work that we've put out into the world is it's created this love for these brands that's almost irrational. People have this amazing connection to them and they have so much fun that the response that we get is always far greater than we ever predicted. So what was your ingoing measurement list? I mean, you blew, I'm sure you blew it all out, but like, did you have a metric in mind or KPI in mind as you launched this campaign? So there were a couple, we did want to make sure, okay, could we make a splash in the media? And we didn't think that we were going to get as big of a response. I think we probably exceeded our expectations, probably 4x what we thought we were going to do in terms of the media coverage that we got. And then from a restaurant perspective, we just wanted to fill the seats, quite frankly. So we were hoping to get people to have pre-reservations, but then the night of make sure that they showed up. So to actually fill all those seats and then some, and then have all of the conversations that happened was pretty incredible. The other thing that we did for people who were not in New York and couldn't actually partake in the restaurant is we put all of the recipes for the dishes from the Spotted Cheetah online and people. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Could download for free all of those recipes. And we just had over 100,000 downloads of that cookbook, which is just a crazy amount of people interested in creating and recreating these dishes. So... Really what we were trying to do was show people a new side of Cheetos and maybe a new way of looking at it. And I think we accomplished just that. So you've done a good job. You mentioned the no choice Doritos earlier, and you've done a good job, I think, of being in some tricky conversations like the 2016 election, uh, pretty polarizing. Can you tell, one, what was the No Choice Doritos for listeners that haven't seen it or heard about it? And then what were the results you got out of that? Yeah. So Doritos No Choice was a program that we launched during the campaign, during the news cycle before the 2016 presidential campaign. And it happened pre-election time during a window where that was right before the close of the registrations in certain states. So if you think about who we really speak to with our Doritos brand, it's the an individual we call a hyper-lifer consumer um, they tend to be kind of that coming of age male who lives life fully engaged and they want to make an impact, but they're not necessarily sure quite how to navigate the world just yet and exactly how to make that impact. But they have really positive intent to do that. So we take this insight and we think about our programming and Doritos is really a brand that believes that there's nothing bolder than being yourself and expressing yourself. So with all of our programming, we try to 
encourage and give our consumers a stage for that self-expression. And this political climate was a great opportunity to give people a stage to express themselves, but we wanted to do it in a way that kind of had long-term purposeful impact. So in partnership with Rock the Vote, we created a bit of a college campus tour to encourage voter registration among the kind of 19 to 24-year-old population because they have low voter turnout and actually because they have low voter registration. So it was a bit of a vending machine that encouraged people to engage with the brand and choose a bag of Doritos. But if you weren't registered to vote, you got this bag of no choice Doritos, which actually had no chips, no crunch, (laughs) no flavor. There were little cardboard Doritos inside to bring forward just the idea that if you're not registered to vote, you don't get a choice. Somebody chooses for you. And it was a really fun way to get these hyperlifers to think about some of the actions that they needed to take to prepare and make sure that they were ready come election day to express themselves. And whatever choice they made, they were making it and expressing themselves. And it was really awesome to do that in partnership with Rock the Vote because they were helped us guide the conversation and they're experts in that territory. That's great. So you managed to stay nonpartisan on that, which was interesting. There are a lot of brands today. I mean, there's so many issues in the world. There are a lot of brands taking stands on issues. And I'm just curious how you think about it. Do you think that's a good thing from a brand standpoint? I mean, I'm sure it depends on what your brand is that you're promoting, but just would love your thoughts on it. Yeah, I think it's important for brands to talk about issues. And I think they need to take the stand that's right for them and find the angle that's really appropriate to their audience. When we talk about that principle of caring what they care about, it's important to care what your audience cares about, but do it in a way that's sort of timeless and relevant to your brand voice and what you stand for. And I think that that Doritos example, at the end of the day, what we were trying to make sure people were doing was really live that narrative of there's nothing bolder than being yourself and, and giving them a stage for self-expression, which is really a quality and a characteristic that there's no debate on. Everyone kind of believes that you should have the freedom to express yourself. And I think finding the way in that is a bit more of a universal truth and making sure that we're bringing that brand ideal forward is the way that we try to take part in the issue and the conversation. Makes sense. So I want to leave with some tips since you are a brand genius. We have to know more about how you think. So how can marketers in your mind get more from their own brand building efforts? I mean, it sounds really cliche and so basic, but I think you have to start with the consumer. You can't really ask the question, what does my brand want to accomplish? You actually need to ask the question, where is my consumer and what do they need from me right now? And I think if you go in with that perspective first, you're in a much better place to come up with an idea that adds value to their lives that they're willing to listen to. I think all too often we feel like we're being consumer centric, but we've actually defined something that's a brand problem to solve or a business issue that's brand centric. And then we lop on the consumer understanding as a way to kind of rationalize that decision. But I think if you just step back and listen and empathize with the consumer first, you end up in a much better way of breaking through and actually making the difference that you are looking to. I think that's really sound advice. I I was, as an aside, I was talking to, I can't remember her name right now, but the head of marketing for Mattel, the Barbie division. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, they've done tremendous work over there. And the interesting thing is she described her brand as, you know, Barbie really reflects the current culture that it is in. Like if you, you know, go back to, I think they started in the 50s or 60s, if you go back to then and work your way forward, you can see the evolving image of women over years. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, your notion of starting with the consumer, because ultimately that's where the brand resides anyway. Exactly. That's very sound, very smart. What lessons have you learned along the way you think others could benefit from? Oh, gosh. Lessons learned along the way from a leadership perspective. I think I've always sought out leaders in my organization that I could learn the most from and really tried to spend time learning from others and listening. So I think probably the biggest lesson that I had early on in my career is is find people that you think are really challenge norms, challenge perspectives and learn from them as leaders and and thought leaders and as coaches, because I think it'll give you a really awesome base of learning to build from in the future and to then emulate those characteristics with your team so you can build that next generation of talent. At the end of the day, you can be a strong individual, but your team is what drives and carries you out in the world. And making sure that you've developed others along the way is a very critical part of getting the job done right. That's awesome. So if we step back from Frito-Lay, because you've got some fantastic brands in the portfolio, are there brands or companies that you watch that you're like, hmm, they're doing something interesting? Yeah. So the brand that I absolutely love to check out and see what they're doing, because I just think they're so creative and clever and pushing the boundaries is actually Netflix. I love what they do from a business and a model standpoint and how disruptive they are. I love how they push the boundaries of acceptable in their creative and how they speak to their consumer in a voice that's so on tone for what they're looking for across all of the the shows that they market and across everything that they're doing. So I think Netflix is just a really forward thinking company with a really modern voice. That's a great example. And to think that Blockbuster could have bought them at one point. I know, right? It's crazy. They're kicking themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, they are. So last question, you know, you have to get your crystal ball out. Mm. Where do you think marketing is going to go? What's the future going to look like? You know, I think when marketing's done really well, it's hard to distinguish marketing from cultural conversation. And I think marketing in the future is going to have to evolve to that. It's a really fragmented landscape. And the way people engage with each other and communicate is very visual and story driven. So talking at people and delivering functional messages will go by the wayside very quickly and marketing will become much more of a a storytelling and cultural engagement medium if it's going to be effective long term. People are going to tune out all the functional stuff. Well, great advice. And Jennifer, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Yeah, it was my pleasure, Alan. Thank you so much. Marketing Today is brought to you by Atomic. Atomic focuses on unleashing the growth potential for clients we serve. Atomic is a strategic consultancy specializing in business, marketing, brand, and innovation. Our singular goal is to help you accelerate your efforts with the right mix of expertise, analysis, and creativity. Check us out at Atomic.com. A-T-O-M-C-K.com. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with project management by Sarah Williams, 
audio production by Aaron Campbell, writing and editing by Kevin Greeley, social media support by Megan Woods, art and graphic design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to marketing today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. We love to hear from listeners at info at atomic, A-T-O-M-C-K dot com. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.